Welcome to the top three podcasts for entrepreneurs, your place to get the very best tips, tricks, and tactics from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Stephanie Burns, founder of Chic CEO. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today at the Top 3 Podcast for Entrepreneurs. This is Stephanie Burns, founder of Chic CEO, and today I have with me Sabine Ali. Sabine has been a has a background in organizational development with an expertise in experiential learning, team process, group facilitation, startup strategy, scaling, change management, and leadership development. She founded her first company, Team Building ROI, which focuses on organizational development before selling it to start Angel Hack, the world's largest startup developer ecosystem. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sabine. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Stephanie, for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. So I gave everybody a little bit of a bio on you, but give us some background on who you are, how you got started, um, your career, and then what led you up to creating Angel Hack. Sure. Um, So who am I? Uh, I am your typical um, business entrepreneurial-minded female. Um, I was born in Chicago, um, but uh, at four years old, I moved out to California, where um, I have pretty much spent the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, I, uh, we, or my family moved out to Fremont, and then uh, I've kind of been here ever since. I left for college a couple of times, moved out a couple of times, but then I'm right back here in Fremont, which is, you know, kind of the it's the heart of the Bay Area. I think so um, because I can get to the South Bay. Um, which is San Jose. I can get to Palo Alto. I can get to San Francisco pretty easily from here. Um, you know, ever since I was really young, I've always been really interested in business and startups and selling. Um, and I, you know, as I started discovering that a little bit further and tried to understand what I liked about it so much, I realized that it was the human aspect of it, mm-hmm. which, you know, fast forward uh, 25 years, I found uh, this field called organizational development or organizational behavior, which nowadays it's kind of a common term and people are familiar with the uh, profession. Um, But back then people had no idea. It was more so known as organizational behavior or um, MBA, but, you know, taking a look at the human aspect of business. But now we realize that, you know, a lot of businesses are successful or are failures uh, based upon the human element of it. So, um, you know, that's, that's really what, you know, um, I wanted to focus on was the people of businesses. And, uh, that's really what led me into my career of organizational development. And that's, uh, you know, that's what led me into the career of, uh, team building ROI and also what I built the foundation for angel hack on. God, that was a lot. Sorry. <laughs> so before we go into your top three tips for getting women into tech, I want to ask you about your success quote. Um, it's a quote that you use that drives your day, drives your business, something that you really believe in. Tell us what you, kind of your mantra. Yeah. So my mantra uh, is nothing is free. Everything is earned. Um And I'm realizing that more and more lately as I see uh, a lot of people my age or in my, you know, professional status thinking that now that they have a college degree, which they've, you know, kind of somehow muddled their way through or or maybe they did well, but they have this sense of entitlement. 
And it's really odd to me, um, this notion of actually working hard and building something and then earning something is is dissipating. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's funny because, you know, even when I used to work at uh, City Beach and some of the other jobs that I've had, Yahoo and Kaiser, all of the older, you know, next generation or, or a generation before me, they would all look at me and say, hey, like, what's wrong with your generation of kids? Why are they so entitled? I'm like, hey, it's not me. I definitely see it. I recognize it. And I think that people need to recognize it also that if you want something, go out and earn it. Don't just think that it's going to land in your lap because now you have a degree or because, you know, your dad had the job or because, you know, somebody else that who has it. Right. Right. I wish I could meet one person that that's happened to, <laughs> you know, like one well, person who said, you know what, I got all of this for free. <laughs> I would love to meet that person. You want to know something? It it happens, um, especially here in the Bay Area. Uh, and, you know, and it's an old kind of, it's an old saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It goes hand in hand in, in, in this because if you know the right people, you can squeeze your way in, but you won't last there long. That's the thing, right? There's no sustainability in, in getting in some place where you're kind of an imposter. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So, so let's move into your top three tips for getting women into tech. And your first tip is hack your career and your life. Tell us what you mean by that. Uh, what I mean by that is, first and foremost, you know, if, if women want to get into tech, they have to uh, understand what level, um, you know, do they want to be CEOs? Do they want to be COOs? There's a big difference there. Do they just want to work in a startup or work in a startup company? And then from there, adjust your lives so that it supports your goals. Now, obviously, I always tell people your goals are going to change. You don't make a goal and then uh, you know, say that this is going to be the goal for the rest of my life. I've changed professions so many times. I've worn so many different hats and that's okay. But, um, people have to create a supportive uh, infrastructure for themselves. So my life is a little unique and it's certainly hacked. And, you know, I learned this from my mom who was a single mother that you just have to work with the different constraints that you have to enable, to support what it is that you're doing. Um, in my household, I have two girls. Uh, my daughters are um, three and six years old, and my husband is a, is a full time stay at home dad. And you know that was our way of hacking our lives in order to make sure that everybody is getting a fair sense of uh, fulfillment and success. Nice. nice. So the second tip you have is don't be an expert. Surround yourself with capable people. Yeah. So what do you Uh, mean by that? What I mean by don't be an expert is that, uh, you know, right now women are all about, well, you know, there's this whole notion of can women have it all? Should women have it all? Um, Can women be, you know, be the CEO, et cetera? Um, And, and, you know, my advice to all of those, uh, you know, People having those conversations and all the critics that say women can't have it all is that you're absolutely right. But no one can and no one can be an expert at everything. So let's stop pretending even that men are experts, um, you know, and let's surround ourselves with people who are experts. My team uh, at Angel Hack knows, I think, better what I can't do. Like they know that they are more familiar what I cannot do than what I can do. 
because I, you know, I, I kind of put a really big, you know, spotlight on the places where I need help. And I bring in people and I tell them, look, I don't have a skill set for this, um, this thing, you need to help me out and you need to, you know, supplement it. And vice versa, I'm going to help you out in areas where I, you know, where I have a strong skill set. But, you know, with women these days, unfortunately, um, showing any sign of weakness or even saying, I don't know, in a business setting is, you know, it's such a, I don't know, it's such a tumultuous kind of, you know, concept. Mm -hmm. But I want women to start feeling comfortable with that because it's very realistic to not know everything and it's very realistic to not be an expert in anything, everything. So what do you tell female founders when they're in that situation and they don't know what they don't know or they need to ask for help? How do you, how do you help them through that or what would you say? Um, Well, what I would say, there's two different levels of, you know, incompetence, I guess you can say. And I'm not saying it in a very, in a derogatory word. Uh, Incompetence is just not having knowledge of something. So there's conscious incompetence, which is what you said, you know, people who know what they don't know. And this is the most empowering place to be. Um, And there's unconscious incompetence where you don't know what you don't know, um, which is probably the most crippling place to be. So the first thing is to really know yourself. Self-awareness is the most important thing. And knowing your strengths as well as your weaknesses is the second most important thing. And from there, you know, focus on refining your strengths. And that will come by practice and putting yourself in environments where people recognize you and ask you to work within your strengths. It's, you know, it's a concept called strength-based leadership. And all good leaders, all good CEOs should manage their teams in a way that they identify their team members' strengths and then accentuate those. Rather than, um, you know, it's called, it's called a job, a job fit like a job fit profile. If you don't have a job fit with the person that you're putting in the job, it's a recipe for disaster. That being said, if you know your weaknesses, then you can go and find people in the organization that can potentially supplement or complement your skills and help make up for those. Or you can even learn. You know, this is part of hacking. Um, if I don't know something, first thing I'm doing is going on Google and looking for tutorials and looking for, you know, different resources. I'm asking around. I'm 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 trying to teach myself this particular skill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Yeah, and and I love it. And I think um, I think that's really important, especially like you said, for female founders. If we're trying to be the expert in everything, we are definitely not the expert in anything. So that's a great tip. So your third tip is the faster you change, the faster you change back. What does that mean? Well, you know, that's another uh, organizational development uh, change philosophy. In, in fact, I mean, when, you know, if we're talking to women, this is something that they can certainly relate to. When you're trying to lose weight, um, you know, there's a ton of different diet tricks out there. But physiologically, the faster you lose weight, the faster you gain it back because your body doesn't have an opportunity to adjust to and regulate for the change. So it just bounces right back because it's a very temporary fix, right? So a crash diet could get you to lose three to four pounds in a month. However, the next month, 
you're going to just bounce right back, unfortunately, um, because your body wasn't able to recognize what was happening. And your muscles would just kind of go back into the way that they were used to being, um, et cetera. And it's the same way with life. If you're expecting things to change overnight, you're going to go in and you're going to have sloppy solutions, sloppy execution, um, you know, a cracked foundation. And then you can expect things to go back to the way that they were as quickly as they change. Whereas if you're really trying to create a transformation, you really have to take the time to conduct change properly. And this is for your professional life. This is for your personal life, every aspect of your life. If you really want to see sustainable change, take the time to build it in a way that you know that six days, six months, six years down the road, you're building an infrastructure that even if there are, you know, there are some pitfalls or roadblocks, you have a solid enough infrastructure there that you can just bounce back easily and it won't be a huge detriment to your entire, you know, your, your evolution, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that slower change lasts, faster change has the potential to go right back to the way it was. Absolutely. Okay. Interesting. So we always like to ask our guests for a book recommendation, mm-hmm. uh, one that will make an impact in our entrepreneur's business, life, uh, day. What book do you always recommend to entrepreneurs? Um, I always, well, I have a, I have a slew of books um, that I recommend, but one of the first ones that I recommend for female entrepreneurs that are going to be in leadership roles uh, is The Tao of Leadership. Um, it is uh, a phenomenal book. It's been, uh, I mean, I, I think that this book has been printed like just as much as the Bible. I may be misquoting this. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a very, very mass produced book. They have different types of adaptations, um, uh, and it really brings us back to the philosophy of leadership. Now, this is going back to the ideology that people make companies uh, successful or people make companies failures, Um, and this is all about how to um, act and react as a leader in a healthy work environment. So there's concepts in here um, that are called, you know, that that really help me personally in, you know, in creating my leadership personality. One of the qualities of a good leader, um, according to the Tao of Leadership, is someone who has um, even emotion. Um, And that means no high highs, no low lows, right? And as a leader, if you think about this notion, it's actually really helpful because it dictates to your team that you're on a longer mission. Unless you, you know, sell your company for a gazillion dollars to Google, then get as high as you want. <laughs> but but in, a, in, a, in a daily span or a weekly span, um, you know, to regulate your emotions and to show your team we're on a mission. You know, we're marching right now. And granted, there are some good things that are happening, potentially some pitfalls, but we're not going to really deter ourselves from our end goal. And for women, this is this a particular characteristic is, um, I think, uh, extremely helpful because we have been criticized for being emotional in the workplace. 
um, or, you know, uh, that I think that's probably one of the first criticisms that come to mind when you think of, of women in the workplace or women in leadership roles. So if we're able to adopt this and embrace this, uh, this you know, ideology, I think it can help in many aspects. So how can people find out more about you? They can go to angelhack.com. Mm-hmm. How can they get in touch with you? Um, they are more than welcome to email me at Sabine, uh, S-A-B-E-E-N, at angelhack.com. Excellent. And can you give us a little bit more background on AngelHack? Sure. So AngelHack started in 2011 as a single hackathon competition. Um, in, uh, in between then and now, we've grown to be the largest global hackathon competition. We host um, close to 100 hackathon uh, events per year. And hackathons are basically places where people who have great um, ideas for applications will come and meet developers. And over the span of a weekend, the developers and the you know business entrepreneurs actually hack out a prototype. Um, at the end of the event, we offer seed money to winning teams. We offer prizes. We offer incubation. Um, and we've already had a number of teams get acquired by Google or raise up to $10 million um, or get into other, incu- you know, well, well-known well incubators like YC or Techstars or AngelPad. Wow. wow. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. So, so much. We're, it was so fun talking to you today, Sabine. And we always like to end out uh, or round out our interviews with a challenge. So our guests challenge our community to do something that will make a difference in their business today. What is your challenge for our community of entrepreneurs? Well, one challenge I definitely want to put out there is that I want to challenge the listeners to mentor at least one upstarting female. So if you know a female, or even if you don't, try to seek out one or put it on your social media that you're willing to do this. Someone who is interested into breaking into, um, you know, not just the startup industry, maybe just into business um, or taking their career seriously, mentor that female. Um, There is nothing more powerful than learning from someone and teaching someone that fits your same demographics. Um, Another one of, uh, you know, sayings that I always follow is always look for your successor. Always be looking for your replacement. That's the only way you're going to keep moving up. Um, And and this is, you know, this is one way I, you know, I'd like to encourage and challenge all of your listeners to take their own careers to the next level and at the same time help another female build her career. A great challenge. Thank you so much for that. It was really fun talking to to you today, Sabine. Thank you for joining us. And um, we will be keeping an eye on what you're doing and hope to have you back soon. Thanks, Stephanie. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Top 3 Podcast. If you're looking to start a business, come on over to chic-ceo.com to get all of the information you need to get moving. If you're looking to grow your existing business, you aren't quite ready for a business coach, but you know you need some higher level business strategy, the Chic Elite program is a perfect fit. So head on over to chic-ceo.com to check out all the resources and for the show notes to today's episode.